Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Hey, Jared is not here, but but uh, we miss him. Um, so there's Jared's not intro. Hey, this is me, <laughs> Todd Novak. We are super happy that you are listening to our show, the Guitar Knobs Podcast. Welcome, one and all. If this is your hundredth time listening to our show. Thank you. If this is the first time, we're really excited that you've chosen to to uh, give us a, a try, and I, I hope we can deliver on your expectations. Yeah. So I mentioned Jared; his uh, he's dealing with a little bit of thing at home, and uh, we wish him well. And uh, he'll be back. I know he was really, really bummed about not being here because we've uh, we've got a special show today. And on speaking of the show, Tony. Tell everybody what we do. What do we do? Just, uh, we, we like to talk about gear. Yep. And we like to talk to builders of gear. And we like to focus on the boutique builders, the guys and gals that are, are making things on a somewhat smaller scale, sometimes on larger scales. Yeah. But they are focused in on what players want. And they are, as we like to say, the Davies Amongst the Goliaths. And in some instances, and occasionally we have a nice, very friendly Goliath. Yes, a kind, um, kindly Goliath. Yeah. So speaking of that, we've got somebody very special, very, very special on the line today. Well, hello, guys. Thank you for having me uh, on your show. My name is Emmanuel Vurakis, and uh, I'm here today to talk about jam pedals. I'm calling from Athens, Greece, where we're based off. Ooh, so we we have an evening call over there, and we've got a morning call here, and uh, it's like you're in the room, kind it of. It feels like it. Yeah. So, so good. I should say good morning, everybody. <laughs> yeah. right? uh, well, we're really happy that you are uh, going to be on our show today. We met you at uh, a giant guitar show in yeah. <laughs> in winter. I can't even say the name anymore. It's it's it kind of it's like we met jam at Nam. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> we were really impressed with uh, your pedal line and just your whole your whole brand and and everything that you were bringing to the table. And so we wanted to make sure that we passed this on from information on to our audience. So um, we're going to get into an interview about what jam pedals is all about and what's special about them and get to know Emmanuel a little bit better. Uh, first, we got a couple of announcements. Tony, where can people be listening to us now? Well, I think you can go to iHeartRadio. Yep, that's a new one. In addition to Spotify and iTunes yep. and uh, Stitcher oh, and yeah, all kinds Stitcher. of stuff. Yeah. yeah, we're everywhere. And, uh, you know, if, if for whatever reason you don't like those uh, or you want to find out more about the show, you can always go to theguitarnobs.com where we have every one of our episodes, the entire library of all of them and all of the four on the floors. So you can see what all of your favorite builders have chosen as their four must-have pedals. Didn't we, we recently have a, a major milestone? We did. We did. We had a major milestone that I won't exactly say what it was, but um, I wanted to make sure that we take a moment to say thank you, thank you, thank you to 
all of the listeners and subscribers and supporters of the show. It's really kind of mind-blowing. We all shared a happy moment over text between Jared, myself, and Tony, and uh, friends of of the show. So it was important to us, and, and it's because of everybody listening out there. So thank you so much. Warm congr- congratulations from uh, me too, guys. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> much appreciated and speaking of thanks we want to thank Rode oh, microphones Rode, yes. yeah because they have provided our dandy audio gear for us which we use every week and i think we might be able to pack up the frankenstein uh box here i, I think his, we can do it his lights are glowing but the, the lights are glowing they're a little dim yeah so uh but the uh what do we have here we've well, got we've got a, a roadcaster pro yep mixing console recording console yep with sound effects that yep. that todd won't let us use that's true and the tony what is it uh, i believe it's the procaster microphone that's right with articulating articulating arm yeah i'm articulating it right now yeah so these things are really great we've done a lot of shows on these now and we're really grateful to road microphones from australia for providing these for us good day uh we also i just want to make a quick call out to you know a few episodes back I made mention that we have some that have reached out and said that they are now building their own things. They've been inspired. We we like to talk about stuff. We like to talk to people who build things, but it's really, you know, almost unfathomable that we're, you know, we can inspire people to, to pick up a, a saw and a chisel and a whatever and make their own stuff. I think it's really cool. A soldering iron even. Yeah. Exactly. So speaking of people in the community doing awesome things, one of our executive producers, Tyler Bray, shot me a note and he wanted to share that. uh, He said, your show inspires so many people to build their own gear, but it inspired me to build my own podcast. Sweet. Which is really awesome. Uh, And it's a hard undertaking. Anybody that has done this or is is going to try, just buckle your seat because it's a it's it's a lot of work unless you have a roadcaster pro that will definitely make it easier (laughs) yeah and what they do is essentially readers in the hard times community which is uh hard times is a a, like a punk rock zine i believe or or online zine or a website in that community they send in their music and then they listen review and roast it all in good fun uh, so that's kind of cool. Nice. And uh, and then we also have Nick Felger, who I guess a couple months back shared that he was also inspired to build something. Oh, is this the aluminum neck? Yeah, bag? he built this aluminum neck base and people just like really responded well to it. I mean, it was beautiful. So now he's building his second base and it's sort of a take on a 4001 style Rickenbacker. Yeah, I saw um, them. The pictures, they look really good yeah. so far. Yeah, so really excited to see what comes out of that. And then our friend Liam Martin, also an executive producer, he is uh, sharing pictures of, of the Billy Bow uh, body that or guitar that he's making. Uh, so you can see all that on, on the Guitar Knobs group on Facebook. Uh, which is different from our official page because of, you know, Facebook's lovely, weird sharing thing and, <laughs> and you know, subscribers and stuff. It's, it's anyways. So we have a group. So check it out. I think that's it. That's a lot of announcements. There's a lot of things going on in the world today. Uh, speaking of that, what's going on in your music world this week, Tony? This week. Okay, this week. So if, if anybody follows me on, on Instagram or uh, or has 
you know, been over to Instagram, I, I posted uh, that I uh, just got my Getty Lee's Big Beautiful Book of Bass. Yeah. Uh, it was on back order for about two and a half months. This thing is huge. It's a monstrous book, but I mean, it is like over four. That's a 10 pound book. Oh yeah. It's, it's not something that you, you, you can take lightly, but, um, it, it is, I'm going to put this, I have hundreds of guitar books in my collection and this book I'm going to put in my top five. Wow. It's over 400 pages of some of the most beautiful bass guitars. There's some other regular guitars in there too, but it's primarily basses obviously because of Getty. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful book and some really oddball things, you know, as, as you know, he, uh, Getty played a lot of the double neck Rickenbackers right. and that's, what's right. best about those books though. That's cause like, that's where you can really actually find good information, good, good pictures on and features on the weird, really weird stuff. Yeah. So the first couple of days I just was paging through and I mean, it's, it's beautiful to look at. And then over the last couple of days, I've I've actually started reading it, and it's it's primarily written by Getty. Uh, there are a number of really great interviews in there. Do you read it in Getty Lee's voice? Yes, I do. Is that <laughs> he's, he's Minnie Pearl? I guess. From... <laughs> no, yeah, and I, and I have to say, okay, I'll, I'll go on record as saying I am not the biggest Rush fan uh-huh. out there. But I, I, I like. I, I mean, I, like I, I grew up in my my formative years. You couldn't turn on a radio without sure. there being a Rush song on, and you know sometimes, well, Getty's, especially up in North uh, North Ohio, where they've really oh, hit, yeah. hit the ground running. Yeah, well, there you go. But I have to say, I respect him as a musician. Um, and this book is just is it's incredibly well done. He's done some great interviews. The writing is is very good. It's easy to read. Um, I would go. I, I'm going to just go out there and say, go just buy this book. I mean, even if you're not a bass player, you'll love this thing. It's it's really cool. I think it lists at like 75 bucks, but you can find it on Amazon or some other places for like 40, 50 bucks. And uh, it's, it's worth every penny. Put it on your Christmas list, everybody. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see. How about, let's check in with Emmanuel. What, uh, what have you, what's going on in your guitar world this week? This week, um, well, that's a good question. We're actually um, about to uh, go play a nice gig with my band a couple of hours after we're done with the podcast. My band is called The Zilla Project. We, we play like our, you know, blues rock. We have our original music and then we play covers along with it and we're having a blast with it. Well, I guess the best thing that happened this time of the year was that we just played with uh, the mighty Kirk Fletcher a few weeks ago, and it was a blast playing with a player of this caliber. Kirk is amazing, man. He's one of the hottest blues musicians and guitar players around for many years now, and he just it was just a blast playing with him and making music together. Uh, I guess that that would be the highlight. That's a good highlight. Um, I got back this morning at uh, about three something or other <laughs> from a gig that I played and rushed in, rushed in here. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get about three and a half hours sleep and, uh, and we'll, we'll get this going. But it's one of those things where you're trying to, you got a gig and you're waiting to get 
paid <laughs> and and the last band has got you know they're gonna play their entire discography oh yeah and you're like wow okay we're gonna hey, be here a while they're only gonna do five more yeah <laughs> all right this is the set from yeah. this decade uh anyway so uh as for me I received the Hello Sailor Effects Underdrive, ah. which I made a post on on Instagram. If you haven't seen that, go over to Instagram and check that out. And I do, I love to do the unboxings when things come in. Um, it's real fun to do. And uh, he, this is a handmade, hand painted, hand wired, everything hand uh, on this pedal. And it's it's a really interesting drive. It's sort of. It's a different take on an overdrive, to be honest. So uh, we're you say, really... You say it's an underdrive. He calls it an underdrive. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a post on it that'll have basically all the information that he sent out to me as to what this thing is all about. I won't go into great detail on it now, but... Uh, it was inspired. It was inspired by uh, something that he saw happen on that pedal show. So that was kind of. Uh, I think that's a, a really cool inspiration for a pedal. Okay, now wait. Where are you calling from again? Athens, Greece. Opa! Opa! One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. Okay, Emmanuel Varakis from Jam Pedals out in Athens, Greece. Give us your four on the floor. Okay, then for my first pedal, what really happened is that we totally ran out of stock of every jam pedal we <laughs> could make. So I don't have any jam pedals to play with. So now for my first, <laughs> my first pedal, I will have to go with a prototype uh, 69 uh, fast face type pedal. Mike Fuller made ah, in uh, early, okay. yeah, he, I, I have one of those uh, babies that I sincerely love. And I, I am a big uh, must-have uh, fuzz pedal guy. What do, you, uh, what do you like best about that particular pedal? You know, uh, fuzz pedals are so personal to everybody, you know, like your favorite fuzz pedal is your favorite fuzz pedal because it, it works just right the way you want it to, but yeah. um, I think it's combination of how the pedal cleans up and how it's actually a four knob pedal. Uh, while I believe the, the later uh, incarnation of the pedal was a three knob pedal, the 69. It's got a volume and a fuzz knob, just like everything else. So that's, let's say like the gain of the fuzz uh -huh. and then the overall volume. And it's got a bias control and a contour control. Apart from the fact that this pedal just feels and sounds exactly like I love a fast face pedal to sound, it is also very tunable with those uh, two knobs, the bias and the contour knob. I think only one of the two made it to the final version. Actually, don't quote me on this. I'm not sure. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I mean, that that would have to be my one go-to fast pedals uh, when I cannot get a fast phrase. <laughs> How did you get a, a prototype from him? I didn't get a prototype from him. I, I used to work uh, back in uh, 99 or 2000. Uh, I used to live in Boston, and I used to work in a great, great guitar store. It was uh, It's called Boston Guitar. 
Okay. They're still in business. Shout out to Heath Berkowitz, my ex-boss and great friend. He's now out in uh, Brockton, Mass, I believe, or maybe uh, Bridgewater or something. But uh, back then, the store was in uh, in Boston, uh, across from Symphony Hall. It was one of the best guitar stores in the country back then. And that's like prior to the whole business being online and everything we used to like really handle uh, an amazing stock of vintage pedals and vintage guitars and boutique everything basically and i really cherish my years uh, in that shop and that pedal came in and then i actually called my teacher and most one of the most amazing guitar players on earth julian casper who's a Berkeley professor. And uh, I call him like, hey man, this pedal just came in, sounds amazing, you should check it out. So he came in, he checked it out and he said, put it on hold for me. And then I went ahead and bought it. (laughs) (laughs) And he still won't forgive me. To this day, he won't forgive me. That was a sleazy sleazy ass move, but oh, sorry. Uh, It was a sleazy move on my behalf, but I did it. And I'm confessing. I hope that takes a little bit of the blame away. Yeah, there you go. So that's how I I came to, to own this pedal. Awesome. Okay, man, that was a that was a great little story. I appreciate you sharing that with us. What do you have for number two? All right, number two uh, would have to be uh, a wah pedal. Uh, I I am uh, a happy owner of an original Clyde McCoy, a Vox Clyde McCoy. Wow. So yeah, that's a just sounds great, but I I can actually. If I can have a second runner-up for the... It's actually not a second. It, it depends on the mood of the day. I also have a vintage color sound. Oh, yeah. That feels and, 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 and sounds solely different than the Clyde. Also really, really love that pedal. And that, the color sound, I, I was uh, not even aware of and uh, then um, on uh, meeting uh, Hoagie but I don't I you guys know I hate to get his name wrong Uh, you guys familiar with Comet amplification Comet amps Comet yes Uh, no you need to become aware of Comet amps they're some of the best amplifiers in my opinion in the world okay uh, and and the two guys uh behind them are mike kennedy and holger nozzle uh okay. i might be messing up the pronunciation of hoggy's name but anyway i was i was a huge fan of comet uh because in that shop i used to work at uh when they first came out with, I guess, a flagship model, the K60, I believe it is the model, and uh, which is an incredible amplifier. And I was a big, big fan of them for a year. So at the NAM show a few years back, I had the pleasure of uh, meeting the guys behind the amp. They're amazing guys and uh, they're very, very knowledgeable gear freaks, obviously, as you would expect. And uh, Hoagie was the one that turned me on to the color sound. Wow. As a responsible pedal-involved guy, I had to go find one and check it out. And I totally fell in love with it. 
Awesome. Yeah. What What do you like best about that particular one? It's a, it's a very good question. I feel is the cleanest. If I can't find a better word to use, it's the cleanest and most even mm, wah okay. pedal that I have ever tried. And the travel, the the tra- I mean, I like wide travel pedals better, but they're very short in their travel. But they're they're just right. And again, it's a big matter of personal preference obviously what do you have for a number three uh, it's got to be four on the floor so i I, w- I won't go with uh an octave fuzz that i really like that but i would love to mention which is the um, octavius by mjm do you guys know mjm from canada I don't think uh-huh. I'm not familiar yeah, with MJM. It, it, that's it's amazing. You know, we yeah. we talk to so many people, and every, it never fails. We always someone mentions something, and we that's we the spend, whole point of the we, show. Then we spend the next week digging around and trying to find out yeah. a little bit more. But yeah. that's, that's cool. Well, I'll tell you what, MJM is a very cool company from Canada to come in the boutique pedal industry. But for some reason, they never made it big. There are a lot uh, of people that began making boutique pedals, I think, pretty much right before uh, I think the Internet like really blew up. And it was like this weird if they had if they had come out a year or two later, they would they would have been been much bigger. You're right. You're right. And and it's a real bummer because, you know. People overlook them because they're not as, you know, there's either the company's slightly older, the pedal's older, people always want new. And I think there's a lot out there that you should still totally consider them, even though they may not be hyped. They're fantastic pedals. Well, uh, well I mean, we are on a podcast right now, and I shouldn't badmouth the internet. well there is that (laughs) i hate to say that at least in some cases uh it made people buy from what they read and not what they hear i'm I'm talking now i'm remembering my days back in the shop and i was a retail guy right and i would like you know take all these pedals out of the cases spend hours with customers like showing them this and that and then playing them and feeling them and hearing them instead of looking at pictures and reading random people's opinions on Mm -hmm. on what sounds good for them it's it doesn't really make much sense nowadays it is what it is but i i definitely would recommend to spend time to listen for themselves to play for themselves and and not give this much weight to what others say Mm. because uh, as uh, you said it very well uh there might not be hype about about a certain company and it still might be amazing and it still might be the best sound for you Mm -hmm. it's a very individual type of thing i mean that's why there are so many different pedals and amps and guitars i mean it's you know that's what it's all about I totally agree, and I'm 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 a victim, and I'm a hoarder, and I am a, <laughs> a, a, a gas uh, uh, infected uh, person forever, obviously. But uh, still, man, like let's just not just do pictures, you know. Just let's play the stuff and decide for ourselves. 
just to qu- yeah. clarify, um, a gas infected person, um, it, it's not, it's not all of the, uh, raw vegetables you're eating. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, gear acquisition syndrome. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe you do have problems, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know if this is, uh, I do have a problem. <laughs> oh, uh, Thanks for sharing. If we yeah. hear some extraneous noise, we'll know what that is. And you know, you, I, guys, you asked, what you asked, I had to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is, um, something to point out there. You make a very good point. It was like, it's, it is really important to, to, to play and listen to yourself. And, you know, the, the only problem with that is that now there are so many builders, it's very difficult to get those even in stores. So, but there are a couple online providers for, you know, trying out pedals like, you know, you're right. You know, so Pedal sound Genie, parcel is one pedal genie. Um, and you can have pedals sent right to your door and, if, and try them out. And if you like them, buy them, if you don't send them back, so there, yep. there are ways to do that. I also really highly encourage finding people in your community that you can actually just swap gear with for, for playing and trying and loaning. We do that here. And I, my, I've got a, a, a circle that seems to be growing of people that are willing to just, you know, Hey, try this pedal out for a week or two and give it back whenever, you know, or whatever. Yeah, sure. That's, that's a, the best way to go actually. Yeah. So, all right, let's get on to your last one, number four. Oh, no, it's not my last one. So I said that because I only have four, I won't do the MJM for third. Oh, <laughs> one, oh you sneaky. That was very <laughs> sneaky. <laughs> okay, one, all right, so we'll allow it. Have, thank you. I will have to put uh, my, my ADA flanger there. All right, so number three uh, is your ADA flanger. Yeah, you got to have some modulation in there somewhere, right? Yeah. So the the ADA flanger is just amazing. I am, you probably understand that I'm old school and I like vintage stuff, uh, along with all the problems they, they bring when they break down and when they all of a sudden sound weird and not right and whatever. But I just love it. I, like, I just love them. And, and, and sometimes their issues sounds so good many times the original stuff because the, the 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 components weren't that i don't know consistent or uh, i don't know exact to measurements uh they would you know when you would get that one pedal that would sound magically in your ear then you couldn't replace it with anything you know true, so for true. me my, my 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 that that ada flanger sounds like that number four Number four, last one. Number four, I would have to go again. Delay llamas are out of stock. I can't get them anywhere. Uh, so I have to go with uh, the Maxon AD900 delay. Should yeah. be around 20 years old. And for those who aren't it as will- familiar with uh, maybe the Maxon brand, if, you, you know, if you're familiar with the old uh, Ibanez Tube Screamer, that was basically... The other version of that. Wasn't Maxon a division of uh, Ibanez? Maxon, I think, was the company that was making them for Ibanez. Ah, okay. Uh, but I'm, again, don't quote me on the historical facts. I'm Greek. I'm not. <laughs> hey, it's all Greek to me. That's uh, uh, it's all the, Greek the irony me, of don't quote me on the historical fact. I mean... It, you guys created history for basics. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Well, I know I have everything great came from Greece. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> so, so we've been told. Yeah. <laughs> we are the most handsome, the most amazing. <laughs> All right. Tell us about this Maxon pedal. All right. The Maxon 8900 uh, and not the later incarnation AD999. Um, right. It's a, a great analog delay pedal with a minimum amount of controls. What I sincerely love about uh, that pedal is uh, the buffer in it. Interesting. It's uh, I like. I do like the the sound wise, and I'm being completely honest here. I do like what we make better because the delay llama is a little bit more lo-fi, more dirty. It's got more show to it. Uh, but, um, our, our, our delay llama is, uh, true bypass. The maxion is buffered. And, uh, whenever I want to have a buffer, I just find the buffer of that pedal to be, if not the most, definitely one of the most guitar friendly and musical sounding buffers out there. And it sounds great. It's it's a it's a bit cleaner than the Delay Lama, but uh, it still sounds very very good. And the buffer is great. I would I would have to choose uh, that one for my fourth pedal. That is outstanding. And somehow, I think you managed to work in seven pedals. <laughs> 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 oh man, that's sneaky. How can you do four pedals, man? Like that's yeah. tough. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. You, you, sorry. You, no worries. You just mentioned uh, the Delay Llama, and that was one of the pedals that, that we got to spend time with. Um, and and that is really it is a great pedal. We really yeah, enjoyed that playing really that. Um. So speaking of those jam pedals, why don't we get into learning a, lo- a lot more, not a little more, a lot more about jam pedals. Careful what you ask for. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, where did, where did the jam pedals start off at? The jam pedals is basically the sole creation of uh, Yanis Anastasakis. Anastasakis. Yep, exactly. Oh, very well. Hey, all right. I got it. <laughs> all right. Uh, the man behind uh, everything, really. Uh, I met Yanis back in 2006 in Athens. And uh, he was a young fella, guitar player, and also a student of the engineering uh, uh, school of the University of Athens, uh, who was uh, building his uh, own pedals. Uh, But back at a time that was, uh, I was basically fresh off the States, and uh, it was uh, unthinkable for a young kid to be making guitar pedals in Greece uh, that actually sounded so good. (laughs) Uh, I met him, I played uh, his pedals and I fell in love and I said, you know, whatever I can do to help when this stuff is great, uh, let me know what I can do. That's how it evolved from there, basically. What was your sort of big part in, in helping to grow that? I did everything, uh, I, I could offer basically a second set of ears. 
a second set of hands, not in the building process. I mean, playing the stuff. I have never built a pedal in my life. <laughs> I have to be very honest with mm-hmm. you guys. So one of the things that I think is noticeable about jam pedals from a humble beginning, when you look at them now, and this is a weird thing when someone says, oh, have you heard of this? And you're like, no, that your brain instantly says it must not be very big or very popular or very uh, sophisticated or whatever. You have a lot of pedals and your marketing is really great and they're extremely totally professionally presented um oh, and yeah. packaging the and, is incredible yeah. and uh and build so obviously it's not a little one-man shop um where someone is doing everything with the most rudimentary material materials so how did you progress from from those beginnings to where you are now that's thank you so much for this question because it, you could look online and find examples of earlier jam pedals and they're nothing like like what they are today uh you can find early jam pedals and then you can totally know it's a one-man show <laughs> <laughs> right Fair so <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, man. And, 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 you know, like, again, going back to the internet, uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, how they will open up, uh, the guts of the pedals and look at them and say, Hey, that's not such a great job and that's not professional and whatever. And, uh, we've had our fair share of commentary like this. Because they would get their hands on a pedal that was made in 2006 or 2007. And uh, that would be an era where to, to actually make a nice, neat, perfect like circuit board wasn't as easy or simple as it is today. And uh, to make, uh, we still make pedals with through-hole components. We still hand make everything. Yanis still does two audio auditions of each pedal that leaves the shop to make sure everything sounds right. So it's a very, very hands-on process that's going on, but striving to get better, striving to stay afloat, to make a good thing better. Uh, we have been constantly through these uh 12, 13 years of uh, existence and also hailing from Greece and having to compete with American companies, uh, being the oddballs of the bunch, uh, we have never stopped trying to to make everything better. And uh, I'm glad you guys are talking about our packaging and and our uh, marketing because that's a labor of love that... uh, cultivated uh, uh, itself into this, uh, into today's uh, boxes and manuals and whatever you guys see and you like. Uh, just uh, this year, it's uh, the, the whole packaging and fresh look of the standard line is a new thing for 2019. And we haven't stopped working hard ever since we started. And it's so good to, to, to hear you guys say that you can tell. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, and you know what? In in all honesty, I just told you in your last section, four on the floor, named uh, 
my prototype of uh, 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 69 full tone pedals, one of my favorite pedals, right? Yeah. And this is so often that you get to say that, oh, you know, this is one of the early ones, man. And, oh, they were being so much, they were being made so much better back then. In all honesty, jam, the best jam pedals you can get your hands on are pedals that were made yesterday. Like we've been trying so hard to improve ourselves and, and, and we've been doing a good job. So today, jam pedals are better than ever. And that's said in complete honesty and uh, pride. <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. I, I just want to touch on something really quick because, you know, we mentioned, oh, you know, oh, the packaging is really great and the way that they're presented is really great. Now, I think that there's a, a couple ways to, to that people in, will instantly react to that. It's like, who cares about packaging? It matters what it sounds like. You will also hear sure. things like, oh, packaging just makes up for something being mediocre or something. And I... In some cases, that's probably true, but I can I can say that, especially in our community, in the guitar community, in the boutique community, that is couldn't. It, it, I really don't think that it could be more opposite because that is when you're seeing somebody taking extra steps, extra measures. It's a lot of work to create all that stuff, and it's a lot of work to make sure that it is as as good as you want it to be to represent your brand. So when somebody is uh, taking those extra steps, it shows that whatever's on the outside is as much care, if not more, is being taken on the inside, in my opinion. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, in all honesty, Todd, jam pedals sounded great from the get-go. That was what, that's what made me fall in love with... Uh, Yanis and his pedals and everything and uh, got me involved. What we've been working so hard on is to improve upon the, the hand-making process to be equally consistent. One thing that I found to be true about your pedals is that there is an inherent simplicity in them. So many pedal builders are are able to jam like loads and loads of things into a pedal. And, and there are great reasons for doing that. And sometimes people really love that, but sometimes people want something. It's like, I just wanted to do that one thing. I feel like you guys have really honed in on what is the one thing this pedal should do really, really well. So great. You say that. So sorry. Uh, did I interrupt you? I'm sorry. No, Go no, ahead. not at all. Um, I'll take praise whenever we. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Todd needs a larger was, hat. Now. That was so cheap. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I would like to to call up to the stand the waterfall pedal. I played that and I was like, oh wow, okay, this is this is a yeah, pretty special right. pedal. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, just to before I get into the waterfall, I just wanted to touch upon what you just said. Jam pedals are trying to feature the minimum number of straightforward and responsive controls that will sound great no matter how you dial them in. Try not to get lost in features and uh, we, we do try to embrace the needs of today's guitar players. The, the, the main thing with these pedals is sound. 
they have to sound good no matter what. They have to sound good no matter how you dial them in. We believe that if you start adding too many controls, too many features, then you lose sight of what you really expect or want the pedal to do. You know, it's funny that you just said that because I literally just wrote down, this is really a case of a lot of pedals like give you all the possibilities that you could do. And you seem to be focusing on, well, what should you want this pedal to do? You, you say you said it much better than I could ever say it. <laughs> maybe there's some but Greek again, in me. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe you're perfect. Maybe you're perfect. like a well, Greek. Why don't, um, um, I think that was the, 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 the waterfall was the one that I think we enjoyed playing the ones that you sent, but the waterfall, I, Tony and I yeah, both that one really responded great. to I, that. I like the Dalai Lama. Yeah. An awful um, lot. And then, uh, that's great. That's uh, well, you guys got, I believe you guys got the waterfall, the delay Lama plus and the lucid dreamer. Yes. Yes. That's correct. That's correct. It's all right. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's funny. You say it, the, the, the waterfall, uh, is one of the first pedals I played when I met Yanis. Oh, interesting. And, and it just blew my mind because it's kind of what I described. It, the waterfall sounds good in any setting. Yeah. Uh, in fact, one of my favorite settings uh, is with uh, both depth and speed uh, turned all the way to the left. Interesting. Uh, so the most saddle setting you could get it to you could you could you could get with the waterfall and and with uh intensity uh switch to minus mm. so the most saddle chorus effect you could get which is basically when you step on the waterfall like that basically things just open up you don't necessarily uh notice the chorus but it's like your sound gets amplified, gets widened in a very, very, very pleasant way. And then the, the waterfall in particular, you know how there's many chorus haters out there, right? Mm-hmm. And how, you know, people consider it to be like a disgusting 80s effect. Never <laughs> <laughs> uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we've, we, we've have converted many people it's kind of like back a chorus vibe that. though right i mean it's got a vibe factor to it yeah i'd, I'd say it, right it's got a very vi- vibey tone that's for sure yeah uh and, and it's vibrato it's vibrato circuit sounds lovely as well well that's one of the things I, it was a surprise to me which is also like it that is a nice thing when you're actually surprised by something. Cause I look, when you look at it, let's, let's be frank. It's a very simple looking pedal. It's, it's two knobs where in a, in a world of, uh, you know, many, many knobs and many, many switches, it doesn't necessarily say, ho ho, wait till you hear this thing because it is so simple, but you plug it in and just what it does to your guitar tone, it is so pleasing and it's so easy to control and you never really end up on that really awful, gaudy kind of chorus vibey effect. It just, it, it does a good job of just letting your your tone breathe. If you're looking through a gla- uh, some like a glass of water, you can still see the other side, but it, it's just subtly different, you know. 
I don't that's, know. But that's uh, beautiful. I'm that's great. <laughs> that's heavy, uh, PB. <laughs> take, take the praise now again. Take it again. Take the praise. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's said perfectly. Thank you so much. I, um, do I have your permission to use some of that on our liter on our? Uh, uh, maybe literature or, or website or something. If you can decipher it, yeah, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I just want to bring up one other pedal that I think you're getting quite a bit of notoriety for, and that's the uh, the Rattler. Uh, can you just talk about that a little bit? It's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that, there you go. Enough said, right. everybody. Go Next. buy that pedal. <laughs> yeah, you you know, if you know what's good for you, go buy it. No, it is what it says it is. It is a rat-based uh, uh, circuit. And uh, basically, we do use NOS chips in it. And I I, I'm, I, I love the Rattler. I, I use it all the time. Again, you cannot get a bad sound out of the pedal. Yeah, uh, they did. They I just featured it on uh, that pedal show, right? Right, right, yeah. right, right. There's a big surprise with that coming too, but I cannot divulge anymore. Oh, all right. Oh yeah, we like. Surprises. Will you share that with us at some point? Just to, you know, shoot oh, me an email. Awesome. So one thing that I think uh, I'm curious about is a lot of the builders here share. Um, the components that they're using online, they, they basically say, oh, look, you know, I just got a box of this, this kind of transistor or capacitor or, or whatever, or specific knob. And, and that's really cool for us to see as, as pedal and gear enthusiasts, because that then makes that specific run kind of special or something. Are you, do you guys work with any, uh, unique components or, you know, is it different over there in Greece than it is here building? I'm, uh, really glad you asked that because we do, uh, take great pride into, the materials we use for our pedals. Uh, for instance, our fuzz phrase is um, made with uh, really rare CV7003s transistors, um, uh, which is a basically a military spec OC44 germanium transistor. We use the same transistors uh, for our rooster pedal. Uh, we uh, in all the pedals, uh, we, like, is, or is that special run? No, 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 no. In all, in all the pedals. Oh, in all okay. the pedals. And uh, we use tropical f uh, fish capacitors. We use carbon comp resistors. Uh, we use the, the, the Panasonic, I forget, uh, MN3205, uh, I guess. Uh, recreations for, for our delay llama. Sounds like some of those so, are, are kind of hard to get too. I mean, I, I would imagine. I mean, I, I I run into that problem with some you know new old stock items myself. Well, yeah, it's really. I mean, we're constantly trying to harvest. Um, we're we're always on the lookout, and Yanis uh, has gone to great lengths to actually secure uh, NOS materials throughout the years uh, to be able to keep making the pedals as he originally started making them uh, a, a, a lot of a lot of uh, the sound is attributed to to, to the great materials uh, he's using and yes it is very uh, it's stuff that's tough to get and it's, uh, stuff that's uh, depleting and uh, probably at some point will never be again well that's a, uh, that's, that's actually a really good point we're going to be having a 
an episode uh, coming up with Zach from uh, Mythos Pedals, and we're going to be t- that's going to be one of the topics that we're touching on. Um, you know, we're right now we're there's huge price differences in all these pedals. And I think this is a common theme that we keep hearing from the builders is like this, you know, the the things that make the the pedal sound magic are those, it is not an inexhaustible uh, supply. They are, they are beginning to run low and may never be made again. So that's raising the cost of a lot of pedals. So uh, that's just something for, for us enthusiasts to be aware of. Yeah, Manuel, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the multi-effects uh, pedals that, that, that you're building. Uh, specifically, uh, the one that caught my eye, at least, was the, the Pink Flow model, which is, I, I'm assuming, is uh, you know, based on trying to emulate Pink Floyd-type guitar sounds. Right, right, right. Uh, it was basically, you know, Yanis uh, is a huge uh, Pink Floyd uh, fan. Actually, a lot of his inspiration on, on getting certain sounds out of the pedals have been David Gilmour okay. sounds. The Pink Floyd is the, the first standard multi-pedal uh, we're pro- pro- producing in a larger scale. Uh, can, can I just really quick before you go too deep into this? I wanted to clarify: we're not talking about like a digital multi-pedal, you know, where there's scrolly, um, you, scrolly menus and stuff. This is literally a giant analog box with multiple yeah. pedals inside. Yes, uh, and it's not even giant. Uh, the, the, it's actually a very uh, contained uh, sized uh, multi-pedal compared to. Uh, what uh, the, the Jam Pedals Custom Shop is making. Uh, the Pink Flow is the, the only standard multi-pedal we're offering. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's obviously a tribute to David uh, Gilmore guitar sounds and Pink Floyd guitar sounds. Uh, but it's basically an assortment of uh, uh, pretty much kind of like your four on the floor. Let's say it's our six on the floor. <laughs> uh, the must-need must pedals like that uh, you can really uh, get your everything out of. Uh, but uh, our multi-pedals, yes, they're all analog, uh, No, nothing digital in them or about them. The guys in the custom shop have been creating multi-pedals uh, that could be up to 16 effects in one box wow that, yeah and we just recently saw some posts on that and that's <laughs> that's what i was referencing by giant i saw the underside of one i'm like i think there might be like up to 10 pedals in there 16 actually it's Ooh, crazy wow. wow and they're attaching they can attach though our waco the wah pedal on the same enclosure oh wow and it basically you have like a huge analog f- pedal board <laughs> yeah that's what it is. Sound factory, whatever yeah yeah which wow. is uh, it saves you from all the connecting cable the power needs uh the weight is incredibly light and it's a, an amazing uh, gig-worthy companion or touring uh, companion that, that can actually go, if you have a big enough uh, gig bag, it could go in the front uh, slot of your gig bag, I guess. Yeah. And uh, you just one power supply to work it. I invite everybody to go take a look at our custom shop gallery uh, with existing designs. Uh, we offer... 
we we are like the the, the only company to be offering an interactive uh, uh, custom shop uh, custom pedal design form. You can dream up your own design, and we make it happen. Oh, that's uh, cool! It's very cool stuff. Yeah, I could take a whole podcast speaking about <laughs> just wow. that. That's 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 a really nice option. Well, it makes for a really cool collector thing. I think that's what we all you know looked at. We're like, that would be that's just an it's a unique thing to say. Like, here's all of these pedals that are made to work together, actually working together in a single box in an analog form. It's pretty neat. Uh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> so much, so much. We're, we're really glad that we got to spend time uh, getting to know you and, um, and jam pedals. And you're obviously a, a very colorful character and we're glad to have you as a friend. Same here. Same here, Todd uh, and Tony. Thank you for the opportunity to speak a bit about what we do. One thing we didn't say, and I have to say it, one thing we're so proud of is our artist roster. We have some of the most, some of our heroes, some of the most amazing people to play guitar, playing our pedals. And uh, we're very, very proud about that. And I, I kind of usually say like, uh, if they like it, then we're okay. <laughs> right. Well, that makes sense. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing it out there in the world. Uh, speaking of doing it in the world, um, Tony, we're gonna we gotta uh circumvent the absence of jared who we've missed terribly um would you like to go for it yes uh, apologies in advance to jared but i'm uh -huh. gonna i'm gonna try to fill in for him here. okay this part of the show we like to do would you rather all right that's 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 not bad not bad not bad yeah this week's Would You Rather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going to do my Jared impersonation anymore. <laughs> this comes from Joe Halliday of Hello, Sailor Pedals. Yep. His Would You Rather is, you have two choices. You can have as many Chinese clone mini effects as you like, or just one hand-built custom pedal. Ooh, tricky, tricky, tricky. So, Tony, what are you going to do? You know, a lot of the Chinese stuff has gotten better, but I still like to have someone's DNA slash fingerprint, whatever, on a hand-built custom pedal. I mean, there's something special about that because you know what goes into it. And, and, and people are really spending time. They want to perfect something. They want a product that is, is going to be out there for as long as a person wants to play it. So for my money, even though it's fun to have a bunch of little pedals that you can just, you know, toss against the wall and throw away when you're done with them, having one high quality hand-built pedal would be my choice. Uh-huh. Uh, Emmanuel, <laughs> Here's what are you going to choose? He's going with the Chinese pedals, I <laughs> yeah, bet. Yeah, probably. I'm Chinese pedals all day long, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Give, give me the Chinese pedals. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no, not, nothing uh, against the Chinese or whatever pedals, but... Uh, uh, if if somebody was offering me all Chinese pedals, I would say no pedals at all. 
I'm just a good aunt. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> you should give me the Chinese pedals. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you, you know my answer, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Hand-built pedal. Uh, well, I'm going to make this unanimous. Um, I especially, you know, if I, if I had been asked that question several years ago, I, I may have a different answer because I, I didn't have as much exposure um, to it, you know, growing up, um, you know, when I was younger, um, and I would have probably gone for, no, I want all the pedals, <laughs> uh, which, you know, I, I, th- it's fun to have a lot of pedals. I mean, it is, that's why we are interested in all this to a large degree. Um, but knowing, getting to know so many of the builders and, uh, you know, not unlike, um, Emmanuel and, and, and jam and, and all the others that we've had on the show, I can't, possibly trade in the experience of either working directly with or getting to know, uh, getting to understand what someone is making by hand. And, you know, that's what our show is all about. So, um, we, uh, it's a no brainer for me taking the handmade pedal. Um, and I'm fairly certain Jared would say the same thing. So we're just going to say that for him. All right. Emmanuel of jam pedals, where can people find you? Uh, people can uh, find us on our website, jampedals.com. Uh, they can go through a, a list of dealers around the world. And if that's not enough, they can always shop directly from our eShop. And uh, while we're on that subject, uh, I would like to say for all your uh, listeners out there, we went ahead and created a discount code called Guitar Knobs. Uh, where you can, uh, if you decide to use the eShop for any of our, uh, for any purchase of our standard line of pedals, put uh, guitar knobs, as I said, and uh, get a 20% discount. All right. Alrighty. Very nice. 20% off, everybody. That is 20% off if you use the code guitar knobs on jampedals.com. That is pretty sweet stuff. Very generous of you to do that. We are grateful for you uh, giving that uh, opportunity for our audience to uh, partake of your pedals. Thank you so much. Thank you again, guys, for having us and giving us a chance to talk about what we do. You bet. Uh, We're going to wrap things up real quick. Um, Tony, we got a couple people to thank. Yes, we have a special, special, special group of people that we like to call our executive producers to thank right now. And you might be sitting there wondering, well, how do I get to be recognized as an executive producer? It's really simple. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs, and you'll see various levels that you can participate in sponsorship. Uh, at each level, you get some really great prizes and Oh, God, barefoot buttons, picks, and stickers, and T-shirts, and all kinds of fun, 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 fun stuff. But the one real benefit of being an executive producer is, Jared, you get to have your name read on the thing. That's right. You get your name read on the thing. That wasn't Jared, by the way. <laughs> um, and that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to read off this ever-growing, and we thank each and every one of these folks for helping us out, keeping the lights on. Uh, let's start with the original Tom Brazen, Martin Cliff, John Daly, Sean S. S. Chris Kearney, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Brad Partridge, 
Corey Nigro, Ken Sayers, Jonathan Jerusik, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Michael McVeigh, Rick Linglou, Stefan Lamb, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lanthrop, John Anglin, Tyler Bray, Tyg Harmon, Chris Heidel, John Esterly, Tim Nowak, and Doug Gann. All right. Thank you, each and every one of you. And even, you know, if you don't get your name right on the thing, we thank you, too, for helping us out yeah, as being a Patreon a sponsor. Huge, huge, huge thank you to all of the uh, subscribers that are that are patrons at the $5 level. I mean, your contribution is, is so important, and we're very, very thankful for that. All right. What a fun show this has been for us. Um, Tony, where can people find you? Uh, go over to pickguardian.com. That's usually the best place. But uh, I do a lot of postings on Instagram, and that's under pickguardian and the number one. Right. So if you need a rad pickguard mate or if you're putting in new pickups and yeah. maybe they're a little screwy and want to do something different, gussy up your guitar. Make it purdy-like. Yeah. And uh, if you want to get some mighty fine pickups, like legitimately, these pickups are outstanding. Uh, head over to Brandon Wound Pickups and uh, get yourself some there. And you can shoot me a note, uh, send it to Todd at theguitarnobs.com, or you can do a direct message on Instagram. And we would love to hear your would you rathers. And uh, yeah, boy, oh boy, this has been fun. Emmanuel, thank you so much for your time, man. Thank you for having me once again. It's lovely to meet you guys. Actually, no, we met up now. Sure. Yes. Did. So, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. It's like a second date. It's <laughs> oh. different. It's different. It's different. How was the first one? Did it go well? Uh, the first one was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, everybody go. Make sure you go check out jampedals.com and get your 20% off discount uh, using the guitar knobs code. And have a great guitar week. And subscribe. Yeah. Get, let me click my lighter one second. <laughs> Yes, it's wicked spoke. Yeah. <laughs> I recently quit. quit yeah, sounds quitting. like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.